What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Always Two. There are a Star Wars discussion podcast. I am Josiah here with my co-hosts Brady and Steven. Hey guys, what's up? Okay. Anyway, Josiah. uh, this week in not in honor, in accordance with <laughs> no. Mandalorian season three is coming out, and we're going to talk about Mandalorians. There's a word in the English language I was looking for to go preparation. Sure, uh, we'll go with that in preparation. But there's two episodes out already. All of that goes to say, I'm bad at introing this podcast, even though I've been doing it for a lot of episodes now. Eleven months, nearly a year. Yeah. All right, it's got choked up. We're coming up on a year. Oh, we're getting teary eyed <laughs> over here. Anyway, uh, yeah, we're just going to be talking about um, the history of Mandalore and the Mandalorians, um, including the things that you've seen on screen in the prequel trilogy and Clone Wars and Rebels, as well as um, extended universe legends stuff from comics and books that kind of go more, more deeper. Nope. Deeper or more deep into the, just, just the history deeper. of Mandalorians. Um and all that jazz. You almost sound like you don't know what you're talking about. I know Not everything that's in but Brady's given a look. The, the Clone Wars and Rebels, and that's it. Mister refuses to read the comics. And Kotor One. There's a Mandalorian. His name is Candorus. You, his last name? What, what's you his gotta, la- what's got his the last first name? one right. Ordo? Ordo, yes. Ordo? Ordo. It's a very French-sounding way to say it. Named after the... Well, I've been was it named Assassin's after, Creed Unity, or was so. the planet named after him? Because huh? there's there's a planet in the Mandalorian system called and Ordo. And cue the music. In the <laughs> Mandalorian system? Yeah. You're so, not thinking of Ord Mantel. No, I'm thinking of bum, Ordo. Bum, 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 I didn't know there was bum, an Ordo... And, Probably then. One of these days, yeah, there's I'm like gonna, seven planets in the I'm gonna system. do like an elevator music version. I might of be thinking, of, might be mixing up planets and moons because Concord Dawn is technically a moon. Concord Dawn is different than Concordia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but Concord grape juice. Concord grape juice. Can we start the podcast? We have. We're, we are literally talking about Mandalorian and Mandalorian business. I know, but I was trying to interrupt you and start the uh, start at a more like. Okay. Surface level. Then let's start at the beginning. Cue the music. <laughs> Two million years Cue ago. Cue the music. Oh, you can insert that in. Pause between. for the music, Steven. No. This is where the musical starts. <laughs> We're back. Okay. So, so Mandalorians. Let's... Two million years ago. Oh, boy. The Tong evolved into a sentient species. <laughs> you asked for it. You did. Okay, where do you want to start? Do you want to start at the beginning? The very beginning? Because we can gloss over... I was like, born at a very young age. We can gloss over a lot of the comic stuff up to Coder 1. Then we can talk about Coder 1 because you know a lot about it. My idea was to mainly focus on, like, the history of, like, the Darksaber, the title of Mandalore, Mandalore as a planet slash, and, like, the capital city. Actually, Braden and I were talking about the title of Mandalore 
There are only like seven or eight named Mandalores. They have that epitaph where it's like Mandalore the Great, Mandalore yeah. the Ultimate. There are only seven, and all of them are... Well, you said the first three were Tong, weren't well, they? Yeah, but all of them are before... They're all comics and video game. They're all pre they're ha- yeah. two. Yeah. Because I think the, the, the last one that we know of was during the wars that ended the Sith Empire. Yes. Which you have not played KOTOR 2. I have started it and rage quit multiple times. Oh, there's Mandalorians play quite a big role in that game. Yeah, yeah, specifically the character named Mandalore that you recruit. Yeah, Mandalore the Preserver is a companion in that game. Yes, one of the like seven or eight that we mentioned. Candorous Ordo. Spoiler. It's not really a spoiler. It's a spoiler spoiler if you don't remember his voice actor. That's why it's not really a... The voice actor? He doesn't... It's the same voice actor, but he doesn't openly state that it is Kander Sordo. Yeah. That's why it's, He's called it's a spoiler, it, but not a spoiler, because the second you hear his voice, you're like, oh, that's Kander Sordo. That's Kander Sordo. And then they never actually mention it in the game that no. it's Kander Sordo. I think it's mentioned in comics, though. It is mentioned in comics. And it's mentioned in books as well. Yes. Uh, because uh, Kander Sordo uh, and Revan go to get the helmet of Mandalore that he hid. So when, and that's how he becomes Mandalore the what, Preserver. Or who is Mandalore? Mandalore's the, the leader of the Mandal, like the central singular leader of the Mandalorians. He is the fifth tenant, and in, in the resonaire of the Mandalorian tenants, he is the fifth tenant. He is the leader of the people. How does one obtain? Not to be confused with Mandalore, the planet. Yes. Which is not the home world of the Mandalorians. No, it's it more not. like the current home world of the Mandalorians. It was the... Was, if you could compare it to... It's like the uh, Trail of Tears with the Cherokee. It's like there was originally one camp, and then they got pushed halfway across the galaxy into what is now Mandalore. Yeah. So there were the Tong, who were the original Mandalorians, and they just called themselves the Tong. Uh, they evolved on course, on present day course. On I forget, forget what the planet was called at the time. It was called past day course. <laughs> okay, it's course on it a past me. day's tense. Um, <laughs> they fought. They were in a war of extermination with another species that is most likely native to Coruscant, but maybe not. And those were humans. And then they. Almost won. They almost exterminated the no. humans. No, no, no. 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 They almost won ex- when the uh, there was a volcanic eruption that destroyed the human capital. On, and the, the humans at the time were called the Zell or the Zell. Depends how you pronounce it. Yeah, I think the, it's spelled Z-H-E-L-L. The, the Zell, I'd say. But, yeah. I mean, Star Wars, there's weird pronunciations. So... The Tong nearly won because of that, but the humans, because this was a conflict that lasted for centuries, they they still greatly outnumbered the Tong. The Tong were very few in number, and so they were able to drive the Tong off the world. So there were two factions of Tong. Mm -hmm. There was a pacifist faction that fled into the unknown regions, and I don't think we've really seen them since. Mm-hmm. And then, then there was another I faction this was before hyperspace travel too. Yeah, yeah. And so then, this is all sublight travel. Keep in mind. Yes. And then there were 
the vast majority of the Tong who fled in the direction of Mandalore and they kind of like spread out. Some of them settling on modern day Mandalore, but all of them keeping that Mandalore culture. Yeah. And that's why, like, you can kind of see it across the galaxy. On, I mean, some of them spread out, I would imagine, to Calavara and Concordia and Concord Dawn as well. Probably. They probably um, settled the whole system. The whole system. Uh, well, I think Concordia was... Yeah, maybe. Because I yeah. know that there were some Mandalorians who got driven off of Mandalore. Yeah. And they they were exiled to yeah, Concord Dawn. Death Watch. Yes. Yeah. Which is, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't already figured it out, and the fans and, and Mandalorian, uh, his sect is the remnants of Death Watch. They are called the Children of the Watch. If that doesn't, you know, kind of put the pin in for you. So how, <laughs> how does one obtain the title of Mandalore? Do something to be recognized as the leader, I suppose. It's not. It's just usually with the people. Yeah, it's it's a usually a unanimous decision, but um, it it's a couple of things. Um, trial by combat. Uh, you can always challenge Mandalore by combat, but it's to the death. Um, if you kill him, you take the helmet of Mandalore and become the next Mandalore. And then when uh, Tarvisla, the very first uh, and only canonically and it drives me up the wall to my very core that this is the most shaded figure other than the fact that yoda species is called yoda um created the dark saber and thus his house ended up creating clan vizsla and then after his death they the clan raided the jedi temple and took the dark saber and so the Darksaber is a symbol of the Mandalorian people by the only one that has ever joined the two. And he was like a, like a member of the Jedi Order? He was. He was a full-fledged member. As far as we can assume, we know nothing about him. We just know that he was a Mandalorian Jedi. That's stupid. He is a Mandalorian Jedi and is specified. Yeah, and the other interesting about the Darksaber is once the Darksaber entered the picture, the the helmet of Mandalore went away, went away. It just, the people, the Mandalorians stopped caring about it, about the helmet of the previous Mandalore. So that's, that's when the symbol of leadership became the saber and not the helmet. And not the helmet. Because it was, you had the helm of Mandalore and that made you Mandalore. And to get it, you had to trial by combat or it was unclaimed and you did something and Mandalorians rallied behind you. Rallied behind you. There was a time when there were two Mandalores. And more than once. The yeah. only only one of those times did they both have epithets the, or the little title. The title. Um, it's just like in KOTOR 1. Uh, that's why you don't see any, like a whole lot of Mandalorians. And that's because in uh, the Mandalorian Wars, when Revan killed Mandalore, he hid his helmet. Which... I don't think he hid it. I think it was just lost. No, he hid it. I, oh, I, I, yeah, there's a book afterwards where you find out that, like, oh, him, yeah, him, yeah, him yeah. No, I was thinking of the Indomitable. His helmet was lost, and it was helmet. found by um, the um, Ultimate. Yes. And then the Ultimate lost to Revan. Yes. And his helmet was hidden. And, and Revan hid the helmet of the Ultimate. And that is why Mandalorians are scattered throughout yes. the galaxy in the Old Republic. And you will only find it if you have to read the book. Um, 
Revan and Candorous Ordo go retrieve it. And that's how he becomes Mandalore the Preserver. Right. And that happens um, after Coder 2. Before Coder 2, because he's Mandalore the Preserver during Coder 2. He, oh, he yeah, goes no, Revan, by Mandalore. Revan disappears before Coder 2. He not does. After. Yeah. And, th- and that happens like right, like maybe like five or five or so years after one, I'd say. Because there's a whole war in between one and two. Yeah, but it's only ten years between one and two. Okay, well, maybe I'm getting the years wrong. I'm not exactly on the years, but... I mean, I didn't realize that um, Coder 1 was only 40 years after... Uh, what do you call it? I don't even think it was... 40, I think it was like 30 years, 30, 35 years after the, um, the the Great Sith War. Really? Yeah. I didn't With uh, XR... Like, so when you're With... playing through Swoter 2... Or Swoter... You're playing through Coder 2? Yeah. And you're hearing like all the little lore bits about like Exar Kun and uh-huh. stuff like that. I always thought like, oh, that's ancient history. It's only like no, it, it's like forty years if you account. It's the like 10 us years. reading about the eighties. It's like us watching Stranger <laughs> Things. <laughs> it's extremely recent history. Uh, but uh, I guess for fans that don't know, and just I hear the T shape for the visor. Well, I'm just I'm not bullying you. Uh, the the T shape for the visor and the shape of the helmet comes from the tong. They were um, very, I guess what what would you say? They were like Martian esque. I I, I liken them to the Protoss from Starcraft. From Starcraft, they have a they they very like the angular face, triangular upside down, upside down, and their head kind of goes up into a point. Yeah, it kind of goes back up into a point, kind of like a little crest. Yeah, and their eyes are triangular over kind of like a a single ridge. Yeah, and that gives it that kind of like that gives that, it that that iconic like T shape T shape to their visors, their eyes, and their nose. Yeah, and uh, I think when the Tong left, there were several humans that left with them, and then I don't think so. I think because no? there weren't really any humans in the Mandalorian. Well, I, I mean, I would assume that at least some of them did. Because so they Maybe. could spread the creed. Maybe, but the my understanding was that humans really weren't. It was, the Mandalorians were almost entirely Tong until around four thousand BBY. Okay, and it was during the Mandalorian Wars, or just before yeah, they started branching I think, out. I think it was. Uh, yeah, I think it was because it was um, Mandalore the Ultimate who started to spread it as a culture. Yeah. And it stopped being really a thing about the species and became a thing about the culture. Yeah. And he also, at the same time, that's when he created the Neo-Crusaders that we see in Coder 1. Yeah, that's why they have that, that like circular head shape. Right. And it were the more human Mandos that started to standardize Mandalorian armor. To look the same. Yeah. So that it would be very easily identified. Because at this time, Mandalorian armor was just kind of whatever armor you had. Yeah, it was. Some of it was made out of Beskar. And the only real identifiable part was the T-shaped visor. Mm-hmm. Where did Beskar come into play? Mandalore. It's yes. native to the planet Mandalore. Yes. And it was the, the Tong just, they mined it to make their armor. But yeah. it would look like whatever. Except for the T-shaped visor. Um, and then it was during that time, during the Mandalorian Wars that he created, or just after he created the Neo Crusaders. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think at some point in between the Neo Crusaders, he probably also created the Resilnaire, which is the five tenets of the Creed of Bandalore. No, that's that's from the old days on Coruscant. Is it? Uh-huh. The Resilnaire is from Coruscant? Yeah. Okay, so okay. how do we get from the Mandalorian Wars, the end of that KOTOR era, to, to like the prequel trilogy era? Uh, like 2,000 years of general peace. Yeah. Because it was after the events of Swoter. Which uh, I have not played. I, right, because ultimately it was... I know Shay Vizsla was a big part of that. Yes, so the the Mandalorians were all a force unto themselves until um, the Great Sith War when Mandalore the Indomitable, the second named Mandalore, he created an alliance with Ulic Keldroma. Who was a Sith Lord. Who was a Sith Lord at yep. the time. That name sounds really familiar. He's from the comics. You you come across his robes in Coder One. He okay. his you find his body in the back the very back behind the Tarantantec in the Korban cave. Ah. And there's a data pad and his robes. And it yep. was he yep. and his lover were hunting down uh but that's the redeemed Ulit Keldroma. Oh. After his redemption. He got redeemed. Yes. That's there's nice. a whole comic. It's called Tales of the Jedi the Redemption. Redemption of Ulick Redemption. <laughs> Anyways, um So Mandalore the Indomitable created an alliance with Ulick Keldroma and Exar Kun, and this was the first Sith Mandalorian alliance, and it was their first real alliance with anyone not themselves. Yes. And then and this is when the Sith were more a people or Yes, this is when they were more just the Tong. Just a species. No, no, no. He, I, just I was asking, Sith is the people. And they, this was like when oh. they were like a government and not like, like a... Like when they were a race Yeah, and this is not... when they, they were... Well, they were a race always, but that's where Lords of the Sith come from, was yeah. Dark Jedi who... Or like this was like when they were still like a faction. Because yeah. like... Yeah, in, this is like when modern they were day Star Empire. Wars, Sith, the word Sith is understood as a bad Jedi, basically. Yeah, a Dark of. Jedi. And so... This is when the Sith was like a faction. Yeah, yes. this is when the Sith there were Sith were... captains, this Sith is, commanders, uh, Sith it, armies. To, to my understanding, Swotor is pre-rule of two. Is oh it? yeah, all of it. Yeah, the old Republic is pre-rule of two. Yeah. So at this point, the Sith are still an order of dark side force users, but they are at the top of their society. So it's the Sith Empire because it's and normal. There's also like they also have like armies of yeah, but they're not Sith. Whatever, they're Imperials. You can also play as a race, as the yes. Sith. So you have the pure-blooded Sith race. They're the red skin with little face tentacles. and uh, They look like a lot like the Draenei. They're a naturally dark side attuned species. And dark Jedi exiles from the Second Great Schism. Yep. All right settled on their, they settled on their world because they were drawn to it through the dark side. Right off took, Tython. Took control of the species that was there. And called themselves Dark Lords of the Sith. And then right, they, right, right, right. Yeah, I remember all this. We've, we've talked about this yeah. before. Then they yeah. created their empire. Listen to every episode of the podcast, and we kind of sprinkle yeah. that in there every now and then. <laughs> um, Here's a little Dark Lord of the Sith. So <laughs> then, the during Swoter... If you had the right glasses, you would kind of look like him just a little bit. Yeah, so then you had the, in, uh, the ultimate... Who started kind of a I more? You, were about to go. <laughs> you guys, 
he started a more kind of altruistic good guy Mandalorians. Yeah. Even though they were still the Neo Crusaders and that kind of thing. He... Alright, so... So, okay, so you end up with... After a series of being used and abused by the Sith, you eventually get a Mandalore, and I don't know if it was Shea Vizsla, or if it was after Shea Vizsla, who essentially ushers in an era of peace, and they change... They ultimately change their, their, their creed to be one more of, like for defense uh they're not so focused on expansion expansion through war and that kind of thing they ally themselves with the republic and and then you get to it was probably shea vizsla because i i know for from at least from what i've read about her uh she was a big part of of like cutting that tie of between the Mandalorian and the Sith. Yes. And so I'd um, imagine she was, na- she was, became a Mandalore, a Mandalore and was a named Mandalore. I would imagine. She, she also, once she kind of cut ties with Darth Malgus, um, but was it, cause most of her dealings with the Sith were with non-traditional Sith. Yeah. Darth Malgus was not racist towards alien species because he <laughs> felt you taking in a bunch of different alien species would only increase your strength. Yeah. He was kind of a revenist in that sense, um, which is why he was at odds with the empires because it was he didn't want a human and Sith pure blood focused empire. He wanted a everyone focused. Sith he wanted empire. a unanimous. We are all the Sith. Yes, and then um, I am all the Sith. Oh, after God. him, Shea Vizsla had some dealings with like Darth Mar, who after the events of levels one through fifty of Swoter and with the Sith Emperor, he's like, yeah, we need to change our ways a little bit or we're going to destroy ourselves and the Republic will be stronger than us in their unity. And then with the expansions, he was the Sith Dark Counselor who's like, we need to ally with the Republic in order to beat the Return of Revan. We need to ally with them to beat the Eternal Empire and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So she had so dealings with non-traditional Sith. We're talking a lot about Sith. Well, <laughs> that's, because at the, that's because this era of Mandalorian history, it's so they're basically married to the Sith. Yeah, they're point. heavily they, they are heavily woven in with the Sith. They're yeah. they're basically like the Sith assassins. So like after, the, the Sith used the Mandalorians at this point in, in history as like right. a forefront to push them. But before Shea Vizsla, you had uh, Mandalore the Lesser mm-hmm. and a concurrent Mandalore the something, and I can't remember what it is. I thought we said it was. Uh, well, we we were trying to figure out if it was Mandalore the Uniter. It might have been, but I can't remember. I haven't played the but that game. Mandalore so. the Lesser was kind of an insult, or the lesser part was because he was a gladiator that the Sith Empire just kind of propped up as Mandalore, and they just kind of paid people in the crowds. He wasn't a true Mandalore because every time he won, he won every one of his fights, and whenever he'd win, the Sith Empire would just pay the crowds to chant Mandalore, Mandalore. So people started to just kind of accept that he was Mandalore because they knew Mandalorians were warriors and fighters and this guy's a really good one. So I guess he must be Mandalore. But once a different Mandalore came out and was like, he's not even Mandalorian, people started calling him Mandalore the Lesser. Because he's not a real... Yeah. He's not true Mandalorian. But he still had the support of Mandalorians because they just kind of accepted him. And there was a second faction of Mandalorians that didn't because they... There's the schism of the Mandalorian. Yeah. 
The split. Then Shay Vizsla came in as Mandalore the Avenger. Yeah. And then after her, they had a bunch of peace and alliances with the Republic. And then there was another big Mandalorian civil war. Yeah. During the, I think I think they're called the Sith Wars, is what destroyed the Sith and started the rule of two. Yes. I think that's what they're called, the Sith Wars. Darth Bane. And it was around that time that they really just became centered around the planet of Mandalore. They yeah. lost their expansion throughout the galaxy. Um, they focused on what, at that point, became universally called the Mandalorian system. The system of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. With uh, its native planets and moons. And this is when they started to adopt their pacifist ideologies. Which it wasn't... Um, when we say pacifist, we don't mean it like we're... Um, think modern-day America... Military. (laughs) It's spot on. I I was trying to make it where it's like we're not a bunch of hippies. I wouldn't. I would like. I would. Military power for the purpose of defending individuals, their freedoms, their rights, and their prosperity. Uh, But still, we need to be militaristically strong and powerful. I don't think pacifist is the correct word. Yeah, the the um, for a Mandalorian, that's pacifist. That is pacifist. When when your entire race at this point. Other than when the your purpose the was tongue, to wage war, was expansion for no reason other yeah. than war itself. Because we are Mandalorian and we prove ourselves through battle. Yeah, and it was a religion to them too. They it thought was. it was a moral imperative to wage war, and that that's what the universe wanted. It was the greatest honor to die in battle. Yeah, like, so. Vikings. Yeah, Viking so, was an occupation, but yes, it was like 700 BBY that they changed their creed, <laughs> their five tenets. You're fine. From being war focused to being defense focused yeah and being less aggressive they focused more on like defending their systems like they had the guardians of conquered dawn which come up in clone wars right i believe that's what it is a defenders of conquered dawn i don't remember there's that group of them that uh that you interact with there for a little bit yeah Uh, but even they were kind of like untrustworthy but they weren't death watch level of they they weren't but they were still but that's because they're you know mandalorians from mandalore yeah and and and, and did, I bo- they didn't like outsiders they, they, they. so where does obi-wan come in <laughs> well uh, during a, a minor civil war he's sent in to protect there's, there's, a, there's a really good joke in there when i said where does obi-wan come oh, i was getting to, I, I was getting well to he that. doesn't because she dies no, he doesn't because he stayed with the Jedi. Yeah, and there you go. I, Which is not an act of celibacy. He could I, have. I do he, not he believe. Have. I don't believe that for a second. Uh, he, uh, are, are you trying to say that's just a baby Obi-Wan running around? Yes. That's also half Mandalorian? <gasps> oh my gosh. That must have been that child in Bogotan's palace in episode two. Her niece. I'm kidding. There was no child in episode. Yeah, I was, I was about to think. I was like, "There's no kid there." What are you talking about? Other than Grogu, there was no child in in Mando season three yet. Yet. Well, there was that kid. Nah, I don't remember. Can a kid. we stop talking about Mandalorian season three? This no. is our leading up to Mandalorian season three episode. You know what doesn't need to be mentioned at all? I was messing with you, three. Josiah. I just wanted to see your face. Well, as he's like freaking out right now. Uh, yeah, I wanted to see him die just a little inside. As I hate both of you. Non-spoiler. What, what did spoiled. I do? You played along. Did I? Yeah, you Guilty had your by association, Brady. <laughs> what is this? 
you had the look on your face that could be, I don't know what he's talking about, or it could be like, oh, I realize what he's talking about. No, that was you the like, have... was no, that was like, you made me I, think there was a kid there. I, I played you. You did. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I'm serious. Like, that was the face of like, wait, is that really a possibility? <laughs> yeah, but it's also the face of like, so that's what that was, which would only convince him further. <laughs> that's why I played you. <laughs> it wasn't even intentional. Okay, so... Anyways, uh, yeah, it would be a side comic, which was a small Jedi Civil War where Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan were sent to Mandalore to... And, uh, yeah, yeah. To quell a civil... And Dooku. Was Dooku there? Well, because this was when Jango was, like, a child. He was not There's on only Mandalore. only one thing worse. There were multiple civil wars. So you had yeah. Dooku... He was picked up by Jaster Mareel. Right, but... I love him. During that... Civil War, Dooku was the one who, because when Jango was being accused of murdering innocents, yeah, it was Dooku who went to put a stop to him when the Jedi believed the lies, and Dooku was the one that turned Jango into the governor of whatever moon he was on. I believe he. This was him as a kid, correct? Yeah, uh, he was on Conquered Dawn. Yeah, so. Really? And this is why we bully you. Yeah. It's ASMR. No. No. This is like you eating that bag of chips that last time. Yeah. You thought I, I forgot? I, I did forget. I'm glad I, you didn't let me. I didn't. No. I will let you hate him for that for the end of uh, end of both yeah. of our days. So Which will be have... long before mine because you're old. Wow. Booyah. Got him. Continue what you were saying. So this is when you have Jango Fett get sold into slavery by the governor who he was at war with. And then he, of course, because he's Jango Fett, he escapes and comes back and claims the title of Mandalore. Yep. And there was a concurrent civil war on Mandalore with Satine's family. Yes. And that's where Obi-Wan had met Satine for the first time and fell in love with her. Yes. It's such it's had... such a heartwarming story, and then you like watch Clone Wars, and you're just like, oh. Yeah. I mean, even like I didn't have any of the backstory, but like that, her death scene hits hard. It does. I feel Clone like Wars. I feel like Obi Wan doesn't react in how I think he would he should react. I feel like if anything, if anything should break Obi Wan, that should be it. Yeah. If not Anakin, that. That shit, yeah. because he has had, he is like he almost left the Jedi Order. So, are you saying her. that that Obi Wan should probably be more of a hose before bros kind of guy? I think that Obi Wan is a, a, a definitely a what was it called a hopeless romantic. He is, but that Maybe might that's be because why he's, he's my British. favorite Jedi. <laughs> he is definitely a hopeless romantic. Um. So yeah, that brings us to Death Watch started as a faction that greatly opposed the the increasing pacifist ways of Mandalore proper. And so Death Watch started as a faction and they were who Satine's family was at civil war with. Which was Clan and uh which was Clan Vizsla. Yeah. yeah. Which was it, it it started with Clan Vizsla. Clan and... Vizsla run around the the clan that founded the Darksaber, which is now the symbol of Mandalorian people. And, yeah. And, and what's interesting is that she never suspected Prey Vizsla. 
During the Clone Wars? Yeah. Yeah, not at all. Even though it was, you know, only 20 years earlier, it was her family against his yeah. in the Civil War. <laughs> and it was on 100 and something years before that that his family started Death Watch. <laughs> yeah. And then here's Prey Vizsla, and she's like, he's not part of Death Watch. What are you talking about? Yeah. He doesn't have the dark Mandalorians saber. are pacifists. This is like 20 years ago when you were in Civil War. <laughs> like three of them. Oh my goodness. Yeah, following the ways of Mandalore. Okay. Maybe it makes sense that she died now. Satine not not cre- bright enough to stay alive. Satine was a very daft person. Okay, so... She was very daft and dense. So you take us from... Bo should have been the leader. Da- yeah. Hands down. So take us take us real quick through kind of the events of the events regarding Mandalorians through the Clone Wars. Um, kind of have a, li- and a little bit. And a, a little they bit. didn't really have enough, uh, really, any part in the Clone Wars because Satine as the as a leader, I mean, like the Clone Wars show. Like, yeah. Well, that's what we were talking about. So, is because Satine, Satine kept them uh, kept them neutral. Which was odd because for the last, you know, almost two and a half thousand years, years. they had been allies of the Republic. Yeah. And it was some Mandalorian, and I think a Tong Mandalorian, or Mandalore, who was like, in order to survive, we need to play along with the Republic system of government and way of life and doing things. Well, it's also weird, too, because while they were neutral... They were like one of the only neutral systems in the Clone Wars, if I'm not mistaken. I yeah, don't think there she, was any other neutral. Well, there were. She was just trying to rally them all together. And that oh. was that one arc where she tries to get assassinated and then Anakin just straight up kills the guy. I remember that now. Like, not even prisoner, just like, yeah, in the back too. Yeah. This isn't the Jedi way. He must stand trial. Hey. Except for the it's assassin. Called, it's called character growth. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, um, anyways, uh, so they, they both have, uh, on both the Confederacy and their, because in the Clone Wars you see that they have their own group where they have meetings and talk and adjourn. Yeah. And they, like, Mandalorians have a, uh, I'm just going to say cubicle because I don't know what those things are called, but they have like a, a position of speaking in both of the Republic and the Confederacy. And they had one in the Confederacy? Yeah, she goes to the Confederate. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there. I, I remember an episode distinctively where she goes to the Confederacy. Interesting. I don't remember. I do remember an episode where there were Republic representatives and Confederate representatives in her throne room on Mandalore. Was it that... Uh, Maybe it's the and, same scene I'm thinking of. Was it like kind of like, like dawn? It was like, eh, I think it was, so. It's like there was like a lot of orange color in that scene because the sun remember. was going down. That I just vividly remember that for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but so yeah, take so, us through take us through the end of season five of Clone Wars, where Death Watch is disbanded and turns into Children of the Watch. I don't remember. So when. Darth Maul takes over, um, gets the okay, light, right. gets the dark saber, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and Palpatine. takes over leading Mandalore, and then disappears because Palpatine has, shows up and has his coolest duel ever. Exactly, and uses him as a dark Jedi. Um, yeah. At that point, did he even take the dark? Yeah, he took the dark saber with him to Dathomir, mm-hmm. and yes. the dark saber remained on Dathomir um, until Sabine. Steals it. So later. He, here's a track that tracks with Mandalorians. If they do not have a leader, 
they scatter. Yeah, that is something they do. They do. They do that every time. Without a centralized leader, without a centralized Mandalord, they, the clans start to fracture apart. Yes. And they, and that was during the, the Mandalorian mercenaries. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've done it consistently throughout their yeah. history. The they first time it. was when they was when the helmet of Mandalore the Ultimate, no, Indomitable, was lost. Yeah, yeah. Because it was Revan lost on it. A, it was lost on Duxon in the forests. Yeah, for several years, and during those years, they fractured. Yeah, they were all, all across over the, the galaxy. Okay, so, so to answer your question, like that's what happens yeah. during that time is they just the in between Clone Wars and Rebels, they're. They're all over the place. So that's the yeah during that that twenty year gap. And well, they've just, also they lost their planet. It was fusion bombed into yeah. No, it was the Great Purge during Rebels? Was, no, because Rebels was before the. Because remember the final episode of Rebels is, uh, the rebellion winning. Right, and the 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 siege of Mandalore was right at the beginning of, uh, Order sixty right after Order sixty six. No, mm, so no. they there's so, then there's some consistency issue because remember they go back to Mandalore and Clan Ursa's on Mandalore and on top of that Sabine Wren built that uh that machine that can like effectively disintegrate Mandalorians by harmonizing with the molecular structure of Beskar. Right. Which so was that on Mandalore? I believe that was so that on would Mandalore. be Disney's f- oh. issue. But the the, the but, Great Purge, I do remember it did happen pretty early. They lost their central home. Yeah, so the, 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 the fusion bombing, according to Season 2 of Mandalore, of Mandalorian. Season th- Season 2 is when we when see When the this, armor talks about it. Well, something? when we see the scene of the, the, the bombs. The and, TIE fighter bombs. And all the, um, are they TK droids? KT droids. I think they're... KTSO... KTSO droids, yeah. I don't remember. I just remember those bombers, like fusion bombing and glassing Mandalore. Yeah, yeah that scene I think was at the end of Mandalore season two. Yeah. Or it was in Boba Fett. I don't remember. It was. But, it was... but that scene, timeline wise, I think happens pretty close to the destruction of uh, Topeka City. Because that's when the Empire goes through and starts like wrecking shop from orbit mm-hmm. on across a bunch of planets. So Mandalore was lost right at the start of the Empire. And their new kind of de facto home became Concord Dawn. It took place at the very end of the Clone Wars. Yeah. Yep. It was the Night of a Thousand Tears. Yep. Or referred to as the Great Purge of Mandalore. Yeah. So literally, um, like you said, right after the end of Order 66. And it was around then that they didn't have a leader anymore. Yeah, and they didn't have the Darksaber either. Because that's when Maul was defeated on Mandalore, like probably days or weeks before. Yeah. Maul was defeated on Mandalore by Ahsoka in Season 8? 7. 7? So. I don't remember what the season numbers are for but that that final arc of Ahsoka is which by Mandalorian Creed she would have been able to take the dark saber and would have become Mandalore. Yeah, she already had two sabers and they were white epic. They were lightsabers. Uh, well, they but, weren't at that point. 
They were, they were blue at that point. Were they blue? Okay. Because those are the ones that Anakin gives her. Oh, that's her right. That's right. You're right. And she comes back. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she. Which she leaves on the planet. But then after again, she kills Maul... all of the five hundred first. No, at that point they were the three sixty fifth. Yeah, Maul was. They were guess, her division. Exactly. I guess technically Maul was <laughs> the leader of Mandalore proper too. Because he... can you repeat that? I couldn't hear you. Over so I guess Maul was technically the leader of Mandalore proper, he... not just because he did kill Satine. He did. He, and, he just and didn't do it in combat. If you, if you, he killed her and took the dark saber. So if you want to go by that route, by the way of Mandalore, he would have become Mandalore because yeah. he killed Pre Vizsla. He did and took the dark saber and, and became leader of Death Watch. Then using the dark saber, he killed Satine, which would be killing the leader of the Ma- of Mandalore, which would he would take the leadership of Mandalore. He was technic by technicality, he would be Mandalore. Yes. That's why his the the Zabrak helmeted are called the uh, Malorians. <laughs> Did you just make that up on the spot? No, I don't oh. like that. That's gross. I've heard it. I've heard it before. Yeah. I've heard it once and I hated it. <laughs> uh, which was also a Vizsla. They are Malorians, um, and that's why he. That's why also why I think he took the dark saber to Dethamir. I think that's a big part because he was still technically Mandalore. Yeah, but you know, with him and the saber lost, then there's no leader, so the Mandalorians just kind of fractured, and that's why we get like Bo-Katan and her little group are on some random planet, the Night Owls. Yeah, the Night Owls. They're called the Night Owls. Yeah. yeah. All right, take us through. Take us through Rebels. Um, through like Sabine's. Once again, they are absolutely fractured. Still, like they they're even more so fractured because they've had time to settle in across the galaxy while. The Darksaber is still missing, and Mandalore has been glassed. Yeah. And a big a big part of why they, they fracture like they do is because of Mandalorian pride. Yeah. They believe they're all better than the other, but... I think it, most of the clans went to their home ranges, so they a did. lot of them are still in the Mandalore system. They're just on... They're just scattered throughout the, the various moons. Where's Sabine from? Sabine... Concordon uh, or Concordia? Probably Concordia. Her all I remember is that uh, Clan uh, Ren is in, in like a snowy area. That's all I remember. But I don't remember the yeah. planet exactly. So they, I mean, they're just probably on a polar region of their planet. Or okay. So planet. when uh, when Sabine gets the dark saber from Maul, which uh, she did not win that. Oh yeah, she stole it. She stole it, which would not make her Mandalore because she don't, did not win it by combat. Which right. is a big reason why Bo-Katan does not uh, take it when, uh, when Din Djarin no offers it to her. But I will, I will say that you don't have to necessarily win it in combat to have rightful ownership. Because She's at, from Mandalore. At least for... That's what I thought. Yeah. Through, historically. Because Mandalore, the ultimate... He found the helmet and donned it, and that made him Mandalore. Well, are we applying that the helmet rules to Darksaber? Yeah, they're just... The Darksaber replaced the helmet mm. as the symbol of leadership. I mean, when when Din beat um, Moff Gideon and spared him, Moff Gideon still like referred to that as it is, it's Din's Darksaber, yeah. and that Bo-Katan has to win it from him in combat. Yeah. But... Yeah. Like Moff Gideon was still alive, so it, you would think that it could be a yield and it's not the elder death. 
It's the Elder Wand, you guys. It's the Elder Wand. And this is where, like, it gets... Oh, like, this is where, like, this gets really... Real, it's a it's a gap of information that doesn't yeah. exist. Like, it, the, like the whole the whole Tar Vizsla and the Darksaber and its significance. And then on top of that, the Mandalorian adds it having weight. Yeah, I don't understand Which, that. Which, no, that... Uh, I watched Rebels more recently. Um, that is... It is it is mentioned in Rebels. It's not specifically that it has weight, but that Sabine has to learn it, to not fight the saber. Yeah, which is unheard of. Yeah, which is still a point that like, we Maul, are still. Previsla, they didn't need. Yeah, even even. I can't bring it up because somebody in this room hasn't watched it yet. So like I just it it doesn't. So I think at that point then the the because I can buy it if it's just a visual metaphor. Because the, the weight the, of leadership. Because Sabine, Sabine, but it's not. Because Sabine uh, yeah, it and feel that way. Sabine and Din are the two people that have wielded the the dark that do not, um, like fit the mold of the general like of Mandalorian, Mandalorian or Mandalore, right? So like Maul or Previsla picking it up have no problem wielding it because they're bad people, and so. And like the way I can't remember the way it's explained. What do you are, mean? Are, are you implying that Tar Vizsla is evil? <laughs> are no. you implying that Mandalorians are villains? No, they're they just started they're, out they're that aggressive. Way. Um, I can't remember. Kanan Kanan explains it in. To be fair, the, oh, the Vizsla family was... has always been kind of the old ways. I still I uh, that still wouldn't assume that because he was a Jedi specifically. Sure, he was, but the, the family anyway. Well, like, of they're course, the ones they broke into the, the Jedi Temple. <laughs> Even if it's if it's if it's not it's it's just like aggression or whatever whatever it is. Like, the Pat. people that have no trouble wielding the dark have something in common, and the two people who have trouble wielding it are different. Bo-Katan. So now the question is... She has no trouble wielding it, but she has very little in common with Maul, I'd say. I, I would say they have passion. So now the question is... I would Mon say Gideon, that their level of aggression is the same, but they're, they are, they are on different sides of the aisle, but they are very... I would say they are similar. Bo-Katan is, is the kind of person she's that driven. she's on the right side of history, but she is willing to do whatever it takes to... Well, she's also a driven person. I... Yes, she's also. I, there's a uh, Maul is very is very all about revenge and vengeance, yeah. and Bo-Katan does not give that off. No, but, but she is just a a very generally aggressive when it comes to her combat style. Well, I don't she think. It's, I mean, I I, I, gotta, I don't agree with that, but I I think the problem here is that the dark saber doesn't have to do with aggression in its combat style. I think it's more of a battle of. They've implied that it's a battle of wills. Which combat style does not have anything to I do mean, with yes, that. that? It's not necessarily combat style. It's, I, you get what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's a very obvious split of the people who struggle to wield it and the people who don't. Right. The people so who struggle. Well, no, there's no, got to be something there. I, I get what you're saying because Din Djarin is not a leader. Yeah, I, I would say what Josiah is saying is that it's not aggression. I think what you're getting at is that the people who had no trouble, they want to, to be Mandalore. Yes. They want to lead. A will to want to lead. Where the two who don't, they don't want the the responsibility of, to them, it's just like, this is just the sword and I don't understand what the hullabaloo about it is. Yeah. I don't think Din wants to lead and mm -hmm. I think that's the big thing. Din wants to just be part of the way. Yeah. Yeah. He, want, he wants to. And he wants to raise Grogu in the way. 
Grogu needs to end up with the Darksaber. No. Grogu <laughs> needs to back, end up back with Luke so that we can go off into our better alternate timeline of the Jedi. Yeah, uh, the Jedi Academy. <laughs> yeah. Kyle Katarn. I was just thinking Kyle yeah, Katarn. Kyle Katarn. That's they all. need to bring Kyle Katarn into Mando Season 3 so that we know they're doing away with the sequel timeline. Okay. I, I, I'd bite that. Um, anyways, so... But yeah, the, the Darksaber just took over as the symbol over the helmet. But the helmet was never a win it by combat. You could, but you could also just have it and people would say, okay, you're Mandalore. You, you, yeah, you have a point because Candorous Ordo, when he became Mandalore the Preserver, he didn't win his helmet by combat. It was given to him by someone who did win it through combat. Would, but so it was but still at that given point, I would say him. it was yielded it to him in that, in that yeah. sense. So <laughs> Din Djarin could yield... The, the dark, dark saber, saber to Bo-Katan, but Bo-Katan isn't willing to take it that way. She's too prideful, or she but just she doesn't was, know Mandalorian history. But she was willing to take it. <laughs> I'm pretty from, sure she does. <laughs> she was willing to take it from Sabine. Maybe she might know recent Mandalorian history. <laughs> she did. Not she did ancient Mandalorian. Yeah, I'm trying to continue the conversation. I know. She took it from Sabine. She was willing to take it from Sabine. I don't know what changed between Sabine and Din Djarin, but she was willing to take it from Sabine, and then. Lost it to Moff Gideon, I think is that that's where the yeah the, I wanted to say the that's, lore goes. I think that's what it was, but it was I don't know how we that, don't I don't think we know how she lost it to Gideon. Uh, yeah, and I and I don't want to believe that that crusty old man could beat Bo-Katan. I don't. No way he he could never. Yeah, it's, he well okay he could with overwhelming force. Not not him though. Right, but he wouldn't need to. He's not the kind that would. He would just show up with a bunch, be like, "I'm gonna do to your moon what I did to Mandalore." Now give me the dark saber, and Bo-Katan is practical. She would, and she, but if she, she's not heartless. But if and, she had traded it like that, then but she's she, also not traditional. She wouldn't, yeah, she wouldn't have a problem with taking it from Din because Gideon wouldn't have won it correctly in the first place, so it would still technically belong to her. Unless See, she knows her ancient Mandalorian history and knows no, it could be bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she references... She pulls out a... Like, <laughs> I caught myself there with a spoiler. You have to text me because I don't, I don't know what you were about to say. She references something. It's in the... It's in the... Uh, in the um... <laughs> Josiah is just sitting here with his fingers uh, in his ears going, la, 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 la. <laughs> um... I'll text it to you. He'll, he'll text me, Josiah. Don't worry. We won't spoil anything. Accidentally test the A2TA group chat. No. <laughs> oh, 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 no. Don't do that. Accident, yeah. Accident, yeah, accidentally text the group chat. <laughs> Oops. I just got a text. Wait. Okay, no. There's somebody else. <laughs> was it, was it, was it um, who I thought it was? Can we not? Can we not do this? Can we? Can you guys have this conversation after? No, no. It, it's it's not a conversation. It, it's it's just a. I don't know what he was re- talking about, and now I feel like I missed an episode. No, it's it's. Uh huh. She references that who was, very first. So I'd say she knows she. Oh, you're right. I remember that. I would say she knows her ancient Mandalorian history. Especially considering they are all about culture and teaching their children. That is literally the second tenet of the Resonair, is teaching the children. <laughs> okay. I'll concede the point. All right, Josiah. All right, so from Rebels to the Mandalorian. 
I think we just covered that basically. Uh, yeah, they're, yeah. Uh, the well, whole... at least for the dark saber, we did. So, yeah. So for the once again, a whole lot yeah. doesn't happen. It's um, still they're still fractured. So at least for for the Mandalorian, we see, uh, yeah, kind of everything that goes down with Moff Gideon. Yeah. Din wins it from Gideon. Um, Bogatan goes off, and we don't see her again. Um, no, but and then Book of Boba Fett, he fights Pav Vizsla. Um, for the right of the dark saber and wins wins so paths concedes mm-hmm. right which and, that once again that is the uh is the chill they're called the children of the watch which implies that they are the remnants of death watch mm-hmm. and then, which i think is not because pat Vizsla is like it's it, it would be a, a safe assumption that he's a descendant of well, yeah, no, obviously, but I mean, like, for people who don't watch The Clone Wars because it's animated, and they don't like animated things, Star Wars is for very... For evil people? I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> um, you know, Star Wars is a very... I agree with Josiah. <laughs> I, I... Dang it, I know I'm in the wrong when Steven agrees. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, you know, Star Wars is a very old series, and a lot of people that watch the movies don't like the animation, because they're yeah. like, oh, cartoons are evil. Um, for children. Um and they are, and we watch them anyway. But I don't it, think the Clone Wars are for children. For, no, they, there's a lot I think of they, death on they screen. They started, they started for children, and then the Clone Rebels Wars aged. was certainly for children. Well, yeah, but like the Clone Wars aged yeah, the with first the episodes, audience. The first episode was like, definitely season, for children. First season was definitely for children. Season seven of the Clone Wars, Darth Maul cut someone in half with a piece, just a big piece of metal. Yeah, you see a lot of heads roll throughout the series. <laughs> yeah, quite a bit. Literally at the very end, you see the the Senate guard. Get yeah. a red saber in the back through the chair, Ooh. courtesy Asajj. You see that assassin yeah. going after Satine. Get a blue lightsaber through the back, courtesy Andy. There's a lot of backstabbing in this a show. Lot of backstabbing. A lot of, <laughs> There's a lot of backstabbing in the series. A lot of war crimes. <laughs> it's just like a. There was. A, I saw a video where it, it counted this. every talked, war crime this committed by both, times. but not with him. We have talked about this with Brady on the podcast. Brady has brought this up on the podcast. I have. I have brought up war there's crimes. A lot of, there's a lot of war crimes. There's a lot. Specifically committed by Anakin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and but, one or two committed by Kenobi. But just for the fans that don't know, for certain audiences that don't know that I'm covering all the bases here, um, they are the remnants of the Death Watch, which is why they're so fervent in what is called the Creed, which is following the old ways of Mandalore. Oh, there was one thing we did not talk One aspect of the Mandalorian history uh, between uh, the the Night of a Thousand Tears and Rebels. And that was Clan Saxon being one of the only Mandalorian clans who actively joined the Empire. I remember that. And they're, they're the... Because in Rebels, they're one of the... For those episodes when Ezra and Satine go to... Uh, Concordia, yeah, to give the saber to Bo-Katan, they are the enemies of those episodes. I remember that now. And they have to get around Clan Saxon, and Bo-Katan was having issues with Clan Saxon because they had betrayed the Mandalorian way of life to join the Imperial way of life. Yep, they abandoned their, they abandoned the creed, they abandoned yep. Mandalore. And this, the the creed we're talking about so far is different than the way. It is. Um. And this is why, like, the way is confusing, because it, it... It puts importance on the helmet still. It does. But in a weird... Not in a Mandalore sense. 
No. I think that, that they're a cult. They're a straight-up cult. Well, yeah, they're the remnant. They're the children of the Watch. But, like, that's the thing, too, is that, like, it's it's so strange and it confuses me because I'm like, is there something that I missed in Mandalorian culture? Like, I think they just— uh, Because uh, that's never that's never been a thing. I think a small—I mean, that's, I think a small sect of Mandalorians created, of- like, extra rules to, no. like, in an attempt to, like, more closely— Follow um, the ways of Mandalore. Follow the ways of Mandalore. And so mm-hmm. they were like, well, if we do this... It's just like literally how every cult starts is they take an existing religion and add things to it. Mm-hmm. Isn't there... In the Shadowlands in Coder 1, mm-hmm. isn't one of the Mandal... Isn't the Mandalorian leader there... Doesn't he say something about their armor and not taking it off? Not that I could think of. No. I want to say somewhere in the EU, I came across a Mandalorian who was up in arms about his armor and not removing it. I don't. It would be an interesting headcanon if this is kind of like the way. That's what the way is. And so, you know, like the, it's where the it children, started. The children of the Watch, knowing their ancient Mandalorian history, you know, they come upon this. <laughs> And they're I just, like, I just, I, they, I, they, they see it and they tie it in. Like, we need to go away from the dark saber, and go back to the helm of Mandalore. Hopped back to the helm. And this is where they get their fixation on. You not, have your helmet, not revealing your he- your face, and you're not revealing your face. Never taking off your helmet, and how their all of their helmets are unique to them. Yes, they went away from the standardized helm that had, or the the armor that had been symbolic of Mandalorians since the Neo Crusaders. And that's when, like, the the armorer becomes basically, well, like, the sage well, then, of the, the cult. Well, then, yeah. The, kind of the unofficial leader, I think. Because it's like, also basically. interesting. Well, you can also argue that they, that um, going throughout history, they ignored some tenets of the Resonair, too. Because tenet three of the Resonair is, uh, is Beskar Gom, is shield, is the armor. Right and how it is tailored to the suitor, it is unique. Right, and but that's that's old too. And it was sometime. It was sometime I think after, Bane, that the Mandalorians started to teach that the old tenants, were were bad. And that the old tenants did not lead in, to glory and honor; they instead led to destruction and death. And that's and that was part of the like we need to play along with the republic's system, because the tenants, while they're important to our culture, as a religious following, they're destructive and bad for us. So it's better for the whole of the people, right? I I could I could see that. Um, that's kind of how it went. So, if you want to assume, but yeah, but yeah, it's it would be an interesting headcanon if. Yeah, because uh, Paz Vizsla's armor is vastly unique. He's a very, yeah, very heavy, he- like he's he like literally his action figure is Mandalorian heavy. Yeah, it's not Paz Vizsla, it's Mandalorian heavy. Which is that is interesting because it makes it more of a class. It does than a person than a person. I think. I mean, I feel like that's pretty. But that's like all the, the um, all the like the named. Named Mandalorians right. we see in Mandalorian season but one the, are very like, you have the the bounty hunter, you have the armorer, you have heavy like yeah, and it, which is interesting because it's very it makes me think of uh, the Spartans in 
Halo Reach. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. all yeah, of them That's had, literally what I was thinking. Because you had the Spartans, in, in Halo you had the Spartans 1s and the Spartan 2s. Yeah. And they all had the same armor. They had Mark 1, Mark 2, Mark yeah. 3. And then Reach, they really And then in unlocked. Reach, all the Spartans in Reach all had, at least helmet-wise... They were all no, different. No, it was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was the whole head-to-toe. Yeah, they like, were Because then you go into like yeah. one of the greatest online multiplayer lobbies of all time in Halo Reach. Yeah, because George, George was was huge man. yeah yeah he was yeah um, he had then you had the one with the like you had the one with the skull you had that was emil i need to play through that game again <laughs> i do too I, that, that was that was like emil june was a sniper who had a ghillie like on his chest and he had two fronts on the back on it yeah like, this like the scout yeah because he was a sniper and then you had cat who had the robotic arm mm-hmm. right um but that's a necessary modification well to a no, standard armor but her but her what entire was there, what was their carver no, what was, their, was? Uh, what was the like the team name? <sighs> like your character is something six. Noble. Noble, Noble team. Noble, Noble team. Because yep. oh, your character is oh. Noble six. And your character is oh. not a Spartan. Yes, he is. I thought your character was an ODST who got assigned to the team. No, 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 no. Your character is a Spartan. You play as an ODST in Halo 3 ODST. ODST. I, th- I thought Noble Six was a non-Spartan who got no, assigned. He's one of the Noble Six is a Spartan. I oh. need to play that game again. Oh my god! I, apparently, I do too. It's so Noble good. Six is a Spartan. Oh, that game! Is, can you play it on PS4? I don't think you no. play on PS. It's no. still an Xbox only. It, yeah, it's still Microsoft because it's owned oh, by Microsoft. Oh right, I'm stupid. It's Halo. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't know why I, I have equate... very fond very fond memories of Halo Reach. I equate yeah. uh, that was the first Halo game I played. Uh, that is a great way to start off. I did not I'll know it was. I didn't know it was a prequel until I played Halo One. I was like, "Wait a second, this lie. is exactly I love where Halo that I started with Halo One because that was when it was just like everything about it was good because everything about it was new. Yeah, so oh, yeah. you just accept- and it revolutionized first person shooters. Well, not even that. You just story wise, lore wise, world building wise, you just accepted what they gave you because you had nothing to compare it to. Yeah, they didn't have any books or anything. It was just Halo. It was Halo Combat Evolved. Yeah, and. So you yeah. didn't be like, well, this doesn't make sense. It's just I love, everything oh, yeah. made sense. I love that great. they like in the first in the title of the first game, they were Hit, like, no, Hit. we're revolutionizing FPS games. For Halo the next Combat Evolved. Days. All right, uh, and thank you for listening to our Halo. And podcast. they've been they have been like the up until recently with the the rise in like battle royale games. They were like there was Call of Duty. And there was Halo. Yeah, there were a few like Medal of Honor was like Battlefield and Rainbow Six. Battlefield, Rainbow Six. They were smaller. Medal of Honor. They were like smaller, but the top two. You were either a Call of Duty player or a Halo Halo player, player. and you were very rarely both. I was both, but only for World at War, because I I don't really like the Modern Warfare Call of Duties. I like the World War Two ones. So I mean, granted, you play World at War, Black Ops One, Black Ops Two. Because whenever I played World at War, I was always Secret Hitler. And we've come full circle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. There's our cold open. We've come full circle. Jesus. All right. Anyway, that even um, any final comments for Mandalorians as we go into Mandalorian season three? Um, final comments as we go into. I mean, we've covered up mostly everything. Yeah. Like we've covered T visors and we've covered the Tong. We've covered. Um, we've covered all the named Mandalores. Yeah, the helmet. At least ones that we can remember off the top of our heads. Because uh, I had a doctor's appointment today, so I did not 
pregame. This is all off memory. I pregame twenty minutes before. Yeah, on, I did I, on the drive here. <laughs> I, I did not pregame at all. I did not have the time. I, I got home at four and I was just like, I honestly I this morning I remembered it was Monday. I'm like, oh, we're gonna be recording today, and then I forgot. And then when I was taking a bath after work, I remembered like I took a bath. Yeah, not a shower, a bath. He's thirty three. He takes baths. Wow, that yeah. was. It was very ageist of you. It was. It took him seven months to. Or no, it took him longer. It was about seven months. Anyway, it, it was took, before it took him that long to figure out how old I was. It was before summer, so it wasn't even seven months. So. Oh, anyways, I don't. I don't think we have a whole lot. All right. Other than you know, Mandalorians are. Uh, the Spartans of the galaxy far, far away. I was away. about to say, like, I, I equate them to Spartans so much. They are the yeah. Spartans. They're, like, they're very, like, their armor is even very similar. Um, well, except... The, Spartan it, armor is similar to soft. Mando armor. Yeah. It, in the in the larger context of sci-fi in general, well, their armor is very similar. I'll say their helmet is because Spartans are 900... Are you talking about Spartans from well, Halo? Well, recon yes. helmets. Not Spartans from our world. They're very different oh, from Mandalorians. No, I, no, I not not really. In armor choice, they are very different. Yeah, but in, in culture wise, in culture, they're, not at they're all. very similar. Yeah, no. In, culturally, Mandalorians are based off both Spartans, Spartans yeah. are similar to Mandalorians, but in different ways. Well, I, I was just talking about the three, like from Sparta, because culture wise, that's what they were. That's what George Lucas pulled no, them from. Yeah, I, Josiah, quit being like this. Josiah is uh, having a brain aneurysm over here, guys. Uh, it's fine. All right. That is all the time we have for today. Um, when can our fans expect another episode? Uh, Don't look at me. In two weeks. Shifty eyes. technically we release every two weeks now. Um, but we want to get this one out this week. This one, I will probably do a turnaround tomorrow. Um, I, work I mean, I can always upload two this week. Just probably, I, Since I missed last week, I can always just Last upload. week. We haven't uploaded in almost a month because you missed a release and we upload every two weeks now. Yeah, I missed last week. Well, No, it was supposed to release when I was gone. And it didn't. Supposed to release last week. Nope. Yeah, because last week was week number two after the other release. No, it was not. Pretty sure. You, would you like me to look it up? I don't care. Would you like me to break? Anyway. Since, since, since I am Bendu, as in balance, I'm going to break this. Anyway. You can continue to look it up. I'm going to continue my outro and then you can bring Alrighty. it in later. That is all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening. As always, it has been a pleasure. Um, you can reach us with any questions, comments, or concerns at a2ta.humancyborgrelations at gmail.com. I'm sorry. It was Steven's fault. Um, yeah, we'd love for he to hear from you. Um, please leave a review uh, on – no, because before you – you missed the original – the initial release of Solo by a week. So, no, I did. Yes, you did. No, no. Solo came out the 15th of February, and we are now the almost a month later. You have missed two. No, one. No, he's missed the same one multiple times because no, no, no. I don't have another one to release. <laughs> no, no, no. Because I got, the, I got the first one out on time. Then I missed a week. Nope. You got the then I didn't upload it the following week, and now this is supposed to be the third release. Hold on. This okay. week is supposed to be well, the third as far, release. As far as, our, as, as far as our podcast page How many goes, edited episodes are there to be uploaded right oh, now? I probably I don't know about that. One. But, yeah, possibly. So, Josiah didn't edit for this week's scheduled release. Can I, can I blow everyone's mind? What? Solo. 
the final MP3 was finished on January 16th. It was uploaded almost a month later. Ooh. It's not my fault. Phantom Menace was finished two weeks later on January 30th. I hope our fans get all this. This is so nice. I would love to listen no, to this. I would not. I would love to listen to this. <laughs> I'm in the hot hey, seat here. Steven? I don't want to hey, hear Steven. it. No, no, you need to You keep are it. factually wrong. <laughs> Never. Anyway, that is all the time we have. We are going to sign off now. We will... Our next episode will be a character spotlight on Django Fett, and then we'll be back to um, releasing our backlog of movie episodes. We didn't talk about the Fett bloodline. The Fett bloodline is its own episode. It's one of the, no, no. Are you guys okay? It's also anyway. I was just the Fett's um, like one that's of all the we got. Mando We're done. Families. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Alrighty. May the force go with you. Adios.